Alright, welcome back to episode 19 of the Millennial Madman Podcast. I am your host, Steve, and I'm here with... Jose. And we're going to start off with Logan Paul and how he sucks. Yes, the aftermath of his fight with Floyd Mayweather, your boy. Well, you saw the theory that he got knocked out and then Mayweather held him up. <laughs> like, held him up to keep the fight going until he gained consciousness back. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came out and was like, I didn't get knocked out. It looked like I went limp, but I didn't. Like, dude, you, you got yeah, knocked out. You bro. go limp, you get knocked out. That's all. But that fight was garbage. It looked like a high school fight. Even for Mayweather's side? Yeah. It just, I mean, Mayweather did what he does best. He runs away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. that's all he does. That's all he did. And then Logan Paul like had no technique. He was just throwing, 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 throwing. Gassed. Get the shit kicked out of him. Throwing, 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 throwing. Gassed. Shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Which I expect. I think most of us expected that. You can't fight. No. No, you can't. Now, now they're talking about the brother going to fight Mayweather. Oh, yeah? Jake Paul? Yeah. Apparently the brother's the better of the two. He is. He's an yeah. actual fighter. Yeah. Versus Logan Paul. A hobbyist. I yeah. guess you could call. That one I might get a little more excited for. Yeah. It was a waste. I mean, he shouldn't have fought Logan Paul in the first place. He should have fought Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah. There's no point to this fight. In a but fight that counted, though. It should be a fight that counted. No, I'm saying if he fought, if he fought Jake Paul. If he fought Jake Paul? Yeah. If he fights Jake Paul, it's got to be a fight that counts. Yeah. It can't be like a... Because Jake Paul's actually serious. Yeah, exactly. When it comes to boxing. But that, that fight was Logan ridiculous. Paul. It lasted all eight rounds, though, right? Yeah, all eight rounds. Minus that he got knocked out and held back up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was in, like, the fifth round. I don't remember what round it was. But, yeah, he got hit, and he just went limp. And Mayweather just caught him and, like, brought him back up. And then started hitting him again. <laughs> <laughs> right, we need this to go on. Too much money at stake. Yeah, like, we need to earn our money. And that, that's what I'll give his, you know, props to. You went all eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. It's impressive. McGregor couldn't even do that. Yeah, he did. Did he go all eight rounds? I yeah. thought he, well, got, he got knocked out in the eight. He got knocked out in the eight <laughs> rounds. I was saying, he lasted the entire eight rounds. Theoretically, he got knocked out. Theoretically, got knocked out. Yeah. Fight wasn't called, so. No. I feel like it should have been. Because even the ref like, had to ask Logan Paul if he was okay. He's like, are you good? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw, 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 throw. <laughs> That's how professional fighting is. Yeah. The ref will ask you, good to go on? Yeah. Or do you want me to stop? And they either say yes or no. No, Done. call that fight, dude. I just got my ass kicked. Where's my stool? I'm going to sit down. Dude, and it's so funny because Logan Paul thought he was so up there. He was, like, yelling at his team, like, when the stool was like, come on, man, get the stool. Like, whatever his stool was coming, he's like, come on, I got to sit down. Can't take no more of this. But, I mean, when that man walked out wearing a holographic Charizard around his neck, I was confused. Yeah. That is yeah. allegedly worth a million dollars. According to him, it's worth a million dollars. Supposedly, it's like a $250,000 card, but after the fight, because it was worn on his neck, he's saying. Oh, he's saying, saying it's he's worth saying, oh, now it's worth a million dollars because I wore it to this fight. <laughs> what? I could see that. I could see that. Now, like, Floyd Mayweather was wearing it. Yeah, it's worth a million dollars. But you're Logan Paul, dude. Like, you're up there, but you're not Floyd Mayweather up there. Yeah. Valuable. A card? Oh, yeah, the holographic Charizard? Holographic Charizard card? Yeah. Is a million dollars. Not a million dollars. Quarter million. It's up there. Like, ten years ago, it was worth a hundred bucks. 
Uh-huh. No, it's worth like if, I, I don't know the exact number because it keeps going up. What happened? It's very rare. But what happened in the past ten years where it just prices started? They started making more Pokemon. They did. Yeah, there's, there's originally 150 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Now that there's like like eight or nine hundred, I think. I have to look that up. How many actual Pokemon are there? And that just skyrocketed the value of yeah Pokemon. The merch. rareness of the holographic Charizard. There's 898 Pokemon. So I was you in the right area. Really, really close. I was you eight or nine hundred. Yeah, <laughs> that is wild. So yeah, and as of May 11th, 2021, there are 898 Pokemon and 59 legendary Pokemon. That is wild. But yeah. So yeah, he wore the. Yeah, he had a little glass case. The little glass case, the diamond chain, chain. Mm-hmm. holographic Charizard. It was cool because it's very rare to get one. It was. Even as a kid, like, if you had a holographic Charizard, you quit in school, dude. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I got a holographic Charizard. I'm king of the world. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. That's how Logan Paul felt going into that fight. Going into that fight. <laughs> going into that fight, he felt like that. So what was his fight last night? What was that thing? It was a big event with uh, other famous YouTubers fighting famous TikTokers that nobody cares about. Like, they both, on both sides, nobody cares about? Or just TikTok? I don't care about TikTok, so I'm gonna say the way. Oh, okay. Like I don't even know what YouTubers were in this thing. Yeah, Austin McBroom. Done. The big fight between him and Bryce Hall. Big TikToker was dating Addison Ray. Oh yeah, I kind of know. Him. Yeah, yeah, he got knocked the fuck out by Austin McBroom. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing that right now. He got now. his ass kicked, which was the thing. That was the final fight. I think that was the big, uh, the big one. They each got a million dollar. Well, oh. So the person who got knocked out, like, so McBroom mm-hmm. got the knockout and got a bonus of a million dollars because he knocked out. On top of the, whatever he On was. On top of whatever he made. He was getting paid yeah. to fight. Oh, it's not clear, though, if he's going to be, if he's going to get that million dollars because it was a TKO. Because the was ref it? intervened. He didn't knock him out. It was a technical knockout. Oh, but still the same thing, right? Yeah. Think? I think he should get it. You know, if there was that million dollar bonus on it, like, yeah. a, a KO is a KO. Exactly. So the ref didn't stop it. I mean, this dude, Bryce Hall, would have gotten killed. Killed, yeah. <laughs> That's why the ref has to step in. Phase? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Who won that one? Phase, a Phase clan member defeated Michael Lay. By knockout. By knockout. Also in two rounds. In round two, yeah. Yeah, TikTokers, uh, they did not win this night. <laughs> I don't even know who Michael Lay is. I don't know any of these people. I just recognize the name Phase. Yeah, Phase. Big gaming clan right there. Huge gaming clan. One that I would aspire to be a part of. What I'm getting at is for us to have our podcast blow up, mm-hmm. one of us have to go fight a famous YouTuber TikToker. Yeah. All right, nose goes. I mean, you're already, <laughs> you're already trying to fight a kangaroo, so. A kangaroo, yeah. That's in the works. That is in the works, I guess. Be on the lookout for that, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I'm trying to see what else is going on here. Ryan Johnson. I don't know who any of these people are. Exactly. So why was, was this such a big it was thing? Douchebag versus douchebag all night, basically. Douchebag. And the bigger douchebags lost. The bigger douchebags lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the bigger douchebag lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was funny. I liked mm. that. But that, yeah, I don't know any of these people. That's probably why I didn't give a shit. <laughs> like at least I knew who Logan Paul was. Yeah, yeah, they fought in Miami, I think. Was it a good fight, the McBroom versus Bryce Hall, or was it an absolute domination? I think it was an absolute domination. 
It's been all over social media. Yeah, because the sporting news says Austin McBroom dominated Bryce Hall. Yeah, he turned his face into like a big slap of ground beef. <laughs> and Ethan Gibb versus Tyler Taylor Holder. Ended in a draw? Yeah, I think there was one draw. And one fight didn't even happen. It got canceled at the last minute. Why? For some odd reason. I don't know. Apparently, uh, that guy in Ensign Gibb got robbed. They're saying that it shouldn't have been a draw that he won, but I don't know. I'm not reading all the statistics here to disagree or agree. But sure, yeah, let's say he got robbed. But that's wild that this is actually becoming a thing. On Twitter? No, just social media in general beating the shit out of each other. Like oh, the actual like fights? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That you meant like he got robbed was trending on Twitter. No, this is just an actual thing that influencers are literally. Celebrity boxing is becoming a bigger, bigger thing. It, dude, it's gonna turn into celebrity deathmatch. Deathmatch. You remember that cartoon, MTV? Oh God, celebrity deathmatch. Death it was like little clay figurines, and they would bring out actual actors as clay figurines, and they'd fight each other till the death. I don't remember this. You've never seen celebrity deathmatch? Oh my God. You need to look up Celebrity Deathmatch. Dude, they did, like, the wildest things. They would do, like, Tom Cruise versus, like, Jason Statham. That doesn't sound familiar at all. No, it, it wasn't an actual thing, but... Wait, wasn't it a thing? So what happened? No, what it, is, was what it, it was a thing. It was a thing, but it was, like, little clay figurines. You've never seen this? You have never seen Celebrity Deathmatch. No, where was this on? MTV. Did, like, Beavis <laughs> and Butthead? That Paris Hilton and... What's her name? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what the hell? I have never seen that, no. Bro, that is wild. They do The Rock versus uh, Chris Rock. It's just, it was good comedy back in the day. That shit was funny as fuck. It ran for six seasons in 1998. 1998. 1998 to... Okay, that's definitely before. It doesn't say. It doesn't say there's a final episode date. But the most recent episode was their last episode, which was March 30th of 2007. So a long time ago. Sure. 14 years. It's wild, though. But yeah, Vaughn versus Wilson. So this is Paul Wall versus Mike Jones. Andy Mikolanis versus Steve-O. And Vince Vaughn versus Owen Wilson. I feel like Vince Vaughn's going to win. You can find it on Paramount Plus and Amazon Prime. Oh, great. You Not don't have either one of those. <laughs> Bro, okay, I'm going to talk about something for a minute. It's okay, I'll YouTube that later. So, you know the show iCarly. Yeah. Getting rebooted mm-hmm. into the future of our generation where they're all grown up yeah low-key looks good as fuck the reboot looks really good on paramount on paramount plus yeah we've talked about this i know but i'm saying it looks good (laughs) i saw the actual trailer for it the other day Uh uh-huh like an actual trailer for it and it looks good like they're drinking beer and stuff like that it's like something you wouldn't expect out of something that was supposed to be a nickelodeon reboot Mm -hmm. but it's not a nickelodeon nickelodeon reboot no it's paramount yeah it's now an adult sitcom show crazy i'm talking about that for millennials for millennials yeah i gotta talk about my frog story okay the frogs you got a frog story yes it's yes. very annoying so earlier this week mm. as you know i had a pond in the backyard yeah well what what's attracted to water frogs frogs that's right okay and okay. you know what last week was mating season <laughs> i did not know that yeah i didn't either Okay. Until I started hearing this. I wish I recorded it, but I didn't because I was too pissed off about it. And it was midnight. Mm-hmm. I hear this loud. Like, you've seen the movie Predator? Yeah. Okay, that's the sound I was hearing. Like clicking? Yeah. 
right? I was hearing this loud clicking noise and like this croaking noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's constant, a constant type shit, like Chewbacca so you, going so on. the gun, man. That's kind of scary. Right? What if Predator was there? I, dude, I walk out there, right? It's called Arnold. <laughs> I need you at the pond now. <laughs> no. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Anyway, so I go out there. My wife and I go out there and go smoke a cigarette. He see what's going on. It's a bunch of frogs. Just like 12 of them. 12 frogs around, in and around my pond. Right? Now, what I didn't know until I learned this that day, the frogs eat fish. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Right. I always thought frogs just ate bugs. I guess not. But apparently they will eat fish if there's no bugs around. Luckily, I have mosquitoes for days out there, and they can eat all the mosquitoes they want. So I had no problem with these frogs in my pond. They're just going to keep the bugs away. Twelve of them? A little excessive. Like, let's get rid of a few of them. Yeah. So now I'm <clears throat> I'm over here trying to figure out how am I going to get rid of these frogs. I don't have a big enough net to just scoop them up. And even if I do scoop them up, where am I going to put them? Neighbors here. No, I like my neighbors. Right? Just, chuck them, them, the, just right? chuck them over the fence. Man. So I have this orange Home Depot bucket. Okay. And I'm building a patio out of bricks. So I got these little square bricks. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put them in the bucket, put the brick on top of it, so then hop out, and I'll just go move them somewhere. So as I'm scooping these things, these things are fucking, mind you, okay? These things are going at it. Okay. And I'm scooping them up, putting them in there. And so I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do with them? And I got this little compactor that I built when I built the pond to flatten out the thing. I was like, do I just crush them? Do I just fucking have a frog sandwich day? That would be the humane way to do it, yeah. It would be the horrible way to do it. Like, PETA <laughs> would be over here faster than... It's not like they're looking. Oh, man. Yeah, but PETA's always watching. That's terrible news. Scary news. It's scary news, yeah. They're like the NSA. Anyway, so I ended up putting them in the bucket walking about 15 feet to my front yard and dumping them in this really tall grass. And they were still making this noise. Now, I'm smoking a cigarette watching this happen. I'm telling you, tall grass. Like, mm-hmm. tall grass, like, up to my, my ankles. Or not my ankles, my like, half of my calves. Right? Up there. Dumped them out there. Whatever. Smoking a cigarette. I'm walking away, and all of a sudden, I start seeing the grass move. This noise attracts snakes. Ooh. I'm pretty sure those frogs got eaten by some snakes. Did the noise stop suddenly? I don't know. I kept walking, smoking my cigarette, and had a nice life. Okay. Did the noise go away? Did you get some sleep? No. Because the next day, well, yeah, that day, I got some sleep. Next day, I hear it again. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell? I go out there, and there's one frog. One alone, standing on top of the other, like, the spitter fountain that I have to keep the oxygen for the fish. Mm -hmm. It spits water back out. It's a frog. And that frog is sitting on top of said frog. So he's sitting on the fake frog. Uh-huh. Just standing there making that noise, looking at me. I'm like, this motherfucker. Last man standing. Last man standing. So I grabbed him, <laughs> and I just threw him. I threw him into the neighbor's yard. Sorry, Evan. You should have done in the first place. No, dude. Because yes. I was like, why would I do that to my neighbors? Because they can't blame you. They'll just my say, neighbor oh, just gave just... me a free lawnmower. Okay, well, the other neighbor. He's a mechanic. And? He's a mechanic. He gave me the free lawnmower. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. You know, I, just, I can't do that. Apparently, these things are, like, horrible to dogs, too. Like, a dog licks them, it could kill your dog. They're poisonous. I guess. Not to, to humans. To dogs. Yeah. Hmm. Annoying, dude. Yeah, so they, they're pretty sure they got eaten by snakes, but now... So you let nature do its thing. It did let sure. nature do its thing. Exactly. So Peter just not be, in my backyard. Peter should be very happy. Yeah. Just not in my backyard. No. Now, 
is the snakes are Fast forward to yesterday. I go look at go feed my fish. Bond. Okay. Feed them. I see all these little black dots oh, on my rocks. Oh shit. Tadpoles? Fucking tadpoles. So they successfully mated and reproduced in my pond. That's a very quick Very process. quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. It takes us nine months. It takes them five minutes. I know. It's like McDonald's employees. <laughs> right? I'm not done with my story. We'll get into McDonald's here in a minute. I'm not done with my story. I'm fucking irritated about this. So I look it up. Long story, mid-story short here. Um, goldfish eat tadpoles. Okay. And there's goldfish in my pond. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to feed my fish for like three days and let them eat the tadpoles. So again, nature. Nature. Doing its thing. Doing its thing. Fuck you, PETA. Yeah. They abide by your rules. They'll get mad at us. Yeah. Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that's at? Nope. You don't? Oh, I think no, I do not. Florida. <laughs> where Naples is. Naples, Florida. Naples man calls 911 about a McDonald's order and says he has cocaine in his butt. You heard that right. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say yeah, that. You heard that right. In his, in his butt. Up his butt. So he went to McDonald's. Goes to McDonald's and he orders, we'll say, it doesn't say what he ordered. We'll say he orders a quarter pounder with cheese. Okay, it was a burger of some kind. It was kind. a burger of some kind. Mm. And they get it wrong. Not once, but twice. Okay. Okay? It's infuriating. Yeah. I'd be mad. Yeah, especially if you're hungry, you know. Exactly. Got the munchies. Got the munchies. Guys. So, he started yelling at the employees, naturally. Mm-hmm. Which you, I don't do. I don't do that. I don't yell at employees. I'm very. I'm a very patient person. Yeah. Get it. We're all human. We mm-hmm. make mistakes. If you fuck my shit up twice, I'm gonna yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're at the breaking point. Exactly. So they wanted him to leave. They said no, or he said no, and they called the police. Police told him, "Look, man, you gotta leave," and he refused to leave until they got his burger right. And so they arrested him. As they did a search on him, they found weed. As they put him into the patrol car, he says. Oh, he goes. While he was being placed in the patrol car, he then admitted to having another drug tucked away. Mm-hmm. And you guessed it. In his ass. In his ass. In his ass. Rectum drugs, huh? Rectum drugs. Gotta do it. What kind of drugs? Cocaine. Oh, of course. 20 grams of it. 20 grams of cocaine. That's a lot. To go up your ass. <laughs> anyway. Was it crack cocaine or was it like powdery? I think it's just the powder. It doesn't Let's say. It just says... Um, <laughs> it's a rock. That's not good. Yeah, 20 grams of marijuana and 20 grams of cocaine. Well, at least he was consistent. Yeah, I suppose. Unlike those employees at McDonald's. So, apparently, he was taken to the hospital to get it taken out of his ass. Is that far up there? I guess. What? They couldn't just you know, put some needle nose pliers in there and just... Ah! Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. just extract it. Yeah, that's pretty much what they did. They took him to the hospital, and they put him on a stretcher, and they removed it. Definitely not a, a good morning there. No. No, this is why I don't want to be a doctor. So he's facing charges for trespass, uh, marijuana possession, cocaine possession, and resisting law enforcement without violence. Apparently, you can get arrested for resisting How without do you violence. resist without violence? Like, did he run away? He's probably just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they charged him with it. That's a chargeable offense? I guess so. What the hell? 
Yeah. There's your Florida man story of the day. Of the day. Yeah. That's a good one. It is a good one. Cocaine up your ass. I know. Imagine being at the hospital. All of a sudden, you get the police calling you and say, hey, we need you down here. Okay. Um, and then the, you, they see a guy on the stretcher, face down, <laughs> tied down with handcuffs. Face and they down, say, asshole. hey, we need you to get something out of this guy's foot. <laughs> face down, asshole. <laughs> That's the way we like to what? Like them frogs. Oh, fuck them frogs, dude. I don't even want to get back into that. Did you eat them like you did in France? No. No, I did not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, imagine if the baggie would have broke. Then he could just shit out the cocaine. I'm sure that would burn like hell. How? Does cocaine burn? In your ass? You've never... No, I've never. Oh, yeah, it burns. <laughs> what if it was pure? I don't know if it burns in your ass, but... <laughs> If it was pure, it's a brick. No, like pure powder. Oh, I'm sure it would still burn. You sure? It's you not ever just... accidentally get like pixie stick up your nose? No. Oh, Who the fuck does that? Me. Nah, of, course. <laughs> of course. Anyway, that would just—I'd imagine that would hurt like hell. Anything going up your nose hurts like hell. Even like nasal cleaner, like you nasal know, spray for like, yeah. when you have runny nose. That's even uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But your ass? I don't know. I've never shoved anything on my ass, so... <laughs> you were in the military. You may have. Yeah, big green weenie. <laughs> Gotta love it. Suppositories. That is... fucking wild. Maybe use the condom. That's a great way to hide... That's a great place to hide things. Why would you tell him? I don't know. Maybe, it was, maybe to... it was really uncomfortable. Maybe... Oh, maybe <laughs> it was really <laughs> uncomfortable. And he's like, I can't take the more of this. Hey, take this out. Get this out of this. Like, I, I gotta go. And I can't do it with this baggie of coke. I don't think I'd ever be that desperate for drugs. To where you to where I'm gonna shove it up my ass. Up your ass. I mean, a lot of crackheads do that, apparently. Meth heads. Shit, people do it in prison. It's how they get drugs into prison. Yeah. And they don't get caught. I would never. You didn't pay me enough to shove something up my ass. What if it was a shank? Why would that go up my... No! So you can sneak it in, protect yourself, you know? I am not shoving a sharp object in my anal cavity. Like from a Deadpool tool? Deadpool tool? What yeah. <laughs> the heck? What do you call it? The, the prison pocket. Prison pocket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a term for it, too. There's prison a term pocket. for it. That is... Nasty. He had all kinds of stuff in his ass. Yeah. He would pull it out all the time. And Deadpool's like, get that away from what? me. What? Don't get that away from me. That movie is great. I'm excited for three to come out next year. Yeah. Is it next year? I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't I think, think they've is. officially released when it's coming out yet. Ryan Reynolds got that movie coming out in August. Which one? Free guy. Free he's guy. in a video game. Oh, I've seen the trailer. Yeah. yeah, where he's in a video game. Yeah. He's. Like he kills the player, scene. he breaks the wall, and kills yeah. the player. <laughs> looks like an interesting movie. It looks like a really good movie. Yeah. It looks like a Grand Theft Auto come to life. A new concept, unlike all what you've been seeing in Hollywood. The same the shit. The same over story. And over. Sequels, 30 years later. Yeah. They were watching movies in the parts. I don't know if you saw that at work yesterday. 
They were watching a movie on the big TV that's above the parts desk. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. pulled it up uh, Disney Plus, I think it was. Or some some website. They were watching, uh, when I went in there, there was the Goonies. I'm surprised they haven't tried to remake that yet. Why? It's a classic. It is a classic, but <laughs> they've been remaking everything. It's true. Like, they even how brought Jurassic re- Park back. How are you going to remake that, though? The Goonies. I don't know. A sequel? They're all grown up? Their own kids go on some wacky adventure? Their kids go, like, It, I guess, remake? Yeah. Which I don't see why they remade anyways. But, still good. The new It was alright. It wasn't as scary as the original. No, because you're a kid when you saw the original. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I did finally watch A Quiet Place. All the way through. Oh, okay. I did, did finally watch the first one all the way through. Mm-hmm. Great fucking movie. Yes, I agree. Great movie. And with I know very, we talked about that last week, but... And very little dialogue, too. Very little dialogue! Yeah, it's still a great movie. I brought this up to my wife. I was like, this must have been the easiest job an editor's ever had to do. Alright, all right, boss, what do you want me to do? He goes, just mute everything. Footsteps, everything. Any sound you hear, mute that motherfucker. This dude just clicked a mute button and made a movie. And just stayed there until the director says, okay, now unmute it. Yeah. For five seconds. <laughs> then mute it again. Yeah. I was not ready for the little kid to get completely obliterated. At the very beginning? In the very beginning. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think the kid was going to That's die. how they hook you into the movie. Yeah. I exactly. didn't think the kid was going to get destroyed like that. I thought he was going to make it. Because it was in the trailer. That him running to get the kid and the mm-hmm. monster getting to him. But it cut before anything happened. Yeah. So I was like, well, they didn't show it. So the kid had to have made it. And I watched I totally expected that kid to make it. No, dude, that kid got obliterated. Yeah, and I dude. felt I felt horrible, dude. Like, I felt it, bro. I was like, damn, that's sad, bro. He <laughs> just got scooped up by a freaking alien monster thing in a blink of an eye. Now, there was one part in that movie that completely made me so fucking mad. You had a shotgun. Mm-hmm. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time, yeah. The end of the movie. Right, it's been out for a long time. We can talk about it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the end of the movie, when old boy dies, mm-hmm. like whatever his name, I don't even know any of their names. Dad. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> That's the when dad, dad the dies, dad. right? When he dies, Jim. Just call him Jim. Jim. Yeah. Okay. From <laughs> from the office. Jim. When Jim dies, but I didn't know he was the director of that movie too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was oh, the director okay. of that movie. Anyway, he dies. They run inside. The wife is downstairs and in the radio of the basement, mm-hmm. right? And the monster's right in front of her trying to figure out where she's at because he can't see. And she has this shotgun pointed to his face. Now, here's the thing. When they were about to eat, they would scream and all their armor would come apart. Mm-hmm. Shoot that motherfucker right there. No, instead they waited for the little girl to figure out that sound affects them too. Well, they couldn't really shoot him. Because they would have tracked more monsters. Well, she still shot there the were thing. three yeah. in the area. Yeah. So that's why shooting more. him was a last resort. Yeah. Because if you shoot one, all right, cool, you killed one if you hit him. Yeah. But now you, now you have more. two running right after you. So you have to be prepared to kill those two. That's why at the end, when they figured out that the high-pitched sound affected them to incapacitate them, they could afford to have both of them come at them. Because now they can pick them off one at yeah. a time. Whereas if they're coming at you full speed and you have one pump action shotgun, you may get one out. But no, you're, other ones you're still gonna get fucked. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. But I did watch the trailer for the second one. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. No. No, I I'm getting a Walking Dead feel from it. 
where they run into other humans and now they're all against each other and they're trying to kill each other. Now there's way too much going on in one movie, a silent movie of that, to not have any dialogue. Well, it's not going to be a silent movie like the first one. Oh, it's not. Because remember, it's a prequel, so it's before... Oh, right, it is a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was the other part that bothered me about the film. There was no backstory. That's right. No backstory at all, and I was like, I kind of want to know what happened here. But you still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. That's how you know it's a really good movie, because there was no backstory, but you just figured it out. They have clues, newspaper clippings. Yeah. And you got it. Like, the movie started off with the news talking about something happening. Yeah. And just people getting eaten. That was that was a really good movie. I, this is a, probably the first movie I've enjoyed in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed that movie. I paid four bucks for it to Not rent bad. it. Yeah. Not bad. On Netflix? No. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. But wild shit, man. Yeah. Wild shit. I gotta see two. Two's in theaters now for a little while. It's on Amazon too. And Amazon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, gotta, I gotta watch it. I might have. I might watch that tonight. And we talk about it next week. Yeah. But. Speaking of scary shit, Scooby Doo used to be really terrifying. Yeah, like there, like I, I looked it up. I don't remember what it was, but there is actually a question on Google. It's like, what's the scariest episode of Scooby Doo? Mm-hmm. They give you like a list of ten of them, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about fan theories, conspiracy, like what you did with SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have Scooby Doo. Cool. Let's get into it. Scooby Doo is a Soviet space dog. Soviet. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. Soviet. Yeah, space Soviet. Talk. Okay. Because he can talk. And. <laughs> some fans. Soviet. Some fans think he can't really think. Anyway, the show was in the 1960s, right? At the time, America had the USSR locked in the so-called space race. Mm-hmm. Right. The first achievement was obviously us. We reached the moon. We beat him. But the fan theory is that Scooby is a runaway from the Soviet Soviets to join the Americans and just happen to run into Shaggy. And at this point, Shaggy thinks it's made up because he's high all the time. Is that another conspiracy? No, Shaggy's high all the time. That's a that's a fact, fact bro. Like, come on now. But here it says, "Sears so naturally, the scientists got attached and def- or def- and defected." With Scooby to the USA, right? The, so a scientist found Scooby. Mm-hmm. Got attached. Mm-hmm. Scientist died, right? CIA went searching for Scooby because he ran off. This is a very complicated one. I don't know how to, like, I can't, I don't I want to read the whole thing, but I don't want to read the whole thing. I'm trying to break it down, but it's yeah, very yeah. complicated to break down. This is a very in depth fucking theory. Fuck that one. He's a Soviet, all right? It's so, Russian. Soviet Scooby is fucking space, Russian. Space dog, okay. Oh, this one. I, I liked this one. The show takes place during an economic depression. I, I actually read this one, so I okay. can talk about this one. All right. So, this one is like uh, the rich people. Everybody is struggling to make money, which is why they're a mystery gang. Who's a fucking mystery gang anymore? This is this the fucking 70s? Detective That's show. A lot of the times, detective shows or shows like this were in the 60s and 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So... Everybody struggled, which is why they were trying to create um, attractions. Most of their times, it was at amusement parks, right? Or it was at something entertaining, and they would always do something like, oh, it's being haunted. Let's go check it out. They were using it to bring money. But everywhere they visit is run down. Uh Like, it's just abandoned or it looks like crap. They never visit anywhere nice. Right, yeah. Which is why it's hinted at an economic depression is because 
they can't afford anything to build it up, which is why they're doing all these scary things to bring in money so they can fix up their place. Hmm. But in reality, they're doing a crime and Scooby-Doo, or the Scooby gang and the damn dog, ruin their plan of making money. The mystery gang, yeah. Right? This one was weird. I didn't like this one. Apparently, they're a cult. A cult? A cult, yeah. Mystery Inc. is a cult. I didn't like this one, but it's because, like, of their personalities. Fred, who's the jock. Daphne, who's a whore. Thelma's is a smart one, Shaggy the stoner, and a dog, right? That can talk. Nothing in common. Nothing in common. So it's, it's yeah. why would they be friends? Like right. that's pretty much what something. Why would they be a they cult? You know. Yeah, it says. Is it cult or cult? Cult. Cult. C U L T. Cult. Yeah. Cult. Okay. Cult. So it says. Yeah, it's literally just talking about their. Their personalities. Fred, the handsome, friendly frontman. The fashionable with Daphne. Velma has the brains. Shaggy has full-blown conversations with the dog. It all sounds a little bit like a cult. Fred Fred would obviously be the cult leader who recruits groupies. Daphne to obey his every command. Velma's intelligence makes her useful. And she could also be uh, seeking acceptance from the cool kids. In quotes. As for Shaggy, well, men who claim dog can talk to them has famously disturbing history, much like cult members. Nah, it's too wild. That one was, yeah, I didn't, like I said, I didn't like that one. But we're going to go over all of them. We're going to go all of them. We'll rate these theories. How about that? Okay. So the Soviet one, I'm going to give that one a five out of five. Yeah. Because why not? That one was really in depth. I just didn't want to read the whole fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're all draft dodgers. I kind of believe that, but what about the girls? Yeah, I was just about to make that statement. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is a very short one. So, it said, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You premiered in 1969. Also happening that year? The Vietnam War. Mm Mm-hmm. As able-bodied men, seemingly over 18, Fred and Shaggy would both be eligible for the draft, which begs the obvious question, is Mystery Inc. just a bunch of draft dodgers? The boys could be driving that van straight to Canada to avoid deployment, along with Fred's fiance Daphne, and their anti-war activist friend, Velma. Scooby's stance on the war remains unclear, but he's along for the ride. That one does make sense. Like, they're draft dodgers just hanging out, driving to Canada, trying to get away from the law. Yeah. And from the draft. That does make sense. That's a good one. I'll give that one a five. I'll give that one a five out of five. Oh. Oh, it was doing out of five. My bad. Out of five. Okay. Yeah. Go five out of five. Okay. Five stars. <coughs> what the fuck? I didn't remember reading this one. Um, That's a short one, too. Scooby snacks alter your genes. Like your genetic? Your genetic code. code. Yeah. Why? How? I'm just going to read it. What if Scooby's preferred treat is really a steroid capable of editing a genetic code? It would explain why Scooby and other members of his canine family, like Scrappy-Doo mm-hmm. and Scooby-Dumb, can talk, as well as their ability to perform completely ridiculous stunts. Also, if Scrappy-Doo is on steroids, it would explain why he's always trying to fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, he is always trying to fight. But what about its effect on humans? As far as we know, Shaggy is the only person that eats Scooby snacks. The only guy who eats dog treats. Mm-hmm. 
Jake's the only person. And he seems to have a freakishly high metabolism, considering the mile-high sandwiches he eats in his super skinny frame. Yes. Insanely high. <laughs> yeah, he's always eating. But it's because he's got the munchies. Yeah, because he's always high. It's always but high. But where does the food go? Metabolism. Yeah. From steroids. From steroids. In his dog treats. In the dog treats. That's good. I like that one. It's not a five out of five. I'll get it like a three. Yeah, I was thinking like a three and a half or maybe four. Because there wasn't really anything funny in that one or anything factual. I mean, does steroids make you hungry and burn all the fat? I don't know. From all the sandwiches? I don't do steroids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one everybody knows. This one everybody knows. I can talk about this one for days. Fred drives the mystery machine because the real owner is too high. It's Shaggy's van. It's Shaggy's van. But Shaggy's too high to drive, so Fred drives it. That makes sense. But where's all day. Freddy's car? I probably didn't have one. Why does my... the handsome front man not have a car, but the stoner has a car? Yeah, true. You know, like, what the heck? But my thing is, is like, why... I want to know how they came together. I wish there was a backstory on Scooby-Doo. Like how they all became... Is there not became... like a kid Scooby-Doo? No, I don't think when so. When they were in school together or something? I don't think so. No? But no. they need to go... Like, Scooby-Doo needs to answer these questions. Even the movies didn't answer this question. No. no, it was The movies went straight into it. Yeah. Just like the show was. But... Anyway. But yeah, this one's just saying... He drives because either he's too high or because Shaggy lost his license for driving under the influence. That's why he sits in the back. Yeah. What the f... No. I didn't see this one. I didn't go through all ten of them, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, what do you got? Shaggy... Oh my god, I can't do this. Shaggy is Captain America's son. What? I have to read this one. That doesn't make... Any sense. The theory starts with small coincidences. Like the fact that Norville Shaggy Rogers and Steve Rogers share the same last name. Okay, they got that. They then got it builds thing. to something bigger. When you factor in a small detail from Captain America the Winter Soldier. While out on a morning run, Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon, claims that Steve can run 13 miles in a, in a half hour at a rate that breaks down to 26 miles an hour. Shaggy, meanwhile, Shaggy, meanwhile, frequently keeps pace with Scooby, a Great Dane. Those dogs run up to 30 miles an hour. Ergo, Shaggy is Steve Rogers' son. I mean, there's no way. Who's his mom? Peggy! Peggy. Yeah. So he's half British. And why is he so, why is he a draft dodger? Maybe he didn't like it. We can talk about this. We can talk his, about this one for a minute. His dad is Captain America, though. Maybe he didn't like the whole idea. You know, because when Captain America went back, he couldn't be Captain America to keep the timeline from fucking up. What? Endgame. Uh-huh. He went back in time yeah. to live his life as Steve Rogers, not as Captain America, and he did. Mm-hmm. That's why at the end he gives him the shield. That's after the shield. Endgame. Okay. But before Endgame, allegedly when this happened. But, what do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean? Why did he he didn't up? have any a life or kids or anything until he went back and lived his life. 
But Scooby-Doo and Shaggy was in 1969. Which would make sense because when he went back and actually lived out his life, he would have kids. If this is a post-endgame theory. If it's a post-endgame theory. Yeah, if it's a post-endgame theory. Let me let me fact check to see when this article was a thing. When did Endgame come out? Twenty nineteen. What what day? Like um, month. It was May. This is post Endgame. October twenty nineteen. October. So yes, I I will give this one a five out of five for creativity. That is wild because it, it could be a he thing that happened. A draft dodger. Sure. When his dad was Captain America. But he didn't know his dad was Captain America. He never told him? Probably not. His own family, his own son. Like, oh, He's got to keep his identity. I'm Captain America. I mean, Peggy obviously knew. Yeah, she knew, obviously. It's very All day I could. I, I'll give it. I, I agree with that one. That one is. I like that one. Because why else would he be able to run up with Scooby-Doo? Come on now. The steroids. The, ster- the, steroid, <laughs> the steroid biscuits. Doggy treats. Yeah, for real. Alright, we were on seven. Kind of name is Norville. His dad's <laughs> name is Steve, and he chose to name his son Norville. <laughs> Just for him to grow up to be a stoner rebel draft dodger. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love that. Alright, that was a good one. It was a good one. I really liked that one. That was a good debate. Yeah. Because that was. You got me. When that you was... told me it's not possible, I was like, how? <laughs> that is out there. Monsters really do exist in Scooby-Doo. Like, in the universe. Like Monsters are a thing. Yet they're all wearing a mask. Being a person. Yeah. Okay. Each time the gang catches a new monster, it always turns out to be a human in disguise. Grumbling about how they would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you and the meddling kids and that dog. Monsters, the show tells us over and over again, are not real. But this Reddit theory poses an important question. If monsters don't exist, why is there a business dedicated to catching the fake ones? To scam people? The fact that Mystery Inc. keeps getting calls implies that supernatural fraud is an entire category of crime. One that wouldn't make sense if, or work if people didn't believe in monsters. Everyone in Scooby-Doo Universe also seems to accept monsters as a normal and everyday occurrence, suggesting that monsters are real and the gang has just never actually caught one. So they're going after the fake ones because people are pretending to be monsters yeah. to exploit the fact that there's real monsters. In this More than likely. This is what I'm getting from it as well. But the fact that like they're calling up, they're like, hey, uh, I got this ghost. And they're not freaking out about it. They're just like, hey, I got a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like it's a normal thing. Or hey, I got this goblin terrorizing people. You know what I mean? They're not freaking out about it. So this just tells you that it's a normal everyday occurrence that it in fact real. They just never actually caught one. Pretty shitty company. Yeah. Yeah. They're just catching fake ones, pretending to be one. Shaggy and Scooby Doo are actors. I don't know where to go with that one because that <laughs> one is interesting. When danger calls. Oh, we didn't read that last one. I gave that one like a two. That one was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, two. I have a feeling this one's gonna be stupid too. When danger calls, Shaggy and Scooby tend to run the other way. But what if the group's most cowardly members were actually pretending to be scared of ghosts, monsters, and other paranormal entities? According to this fan theory, Shaggy and Scooby are faking their over-the-top fear in order to draw the monsters out by posing as easy targets. They know they'll get spooked first and thus make it easier for Mystery Inc. to trap the ghost witch pirate. 
slash witch prayer. Not all three in one. It's not a ghost, a witch, and a pirate. <laughs> That's why Fred always pairs Shaggy with Scooby when they split up to investigate. And it's why, after many years of investigating the supernatural, the two of them still don't seem remotely used to it. So they're acting like they're, they're acting like they're scared of it. To it's like psychology there. They're playing to bring mind the, games. The ghost monster pirate thing yeah. at them. But then why does Daphne always get captured? Because she's dumb. Yeah, she's accident prone. She's accident prone. <laughs> Danger prone, Daphne. But what are they acting for? They're pretending to act as part of the catching of the monsters. What do you mean, Scooby like, and Shaggy? Yeah. So I was like. Yeah, they would they would be out there as bait, easy targets, because mm-hmm. they're always high and they're always eating. They're hungry. They're acting, so the monster sees them as easy targets and goes after them to capture or kill them. And then when they run away, Fred and the whole gang actually captures the monster because they're acting to be scared. They knew oh. that the monster would go after them because they're scared, which gives Fred time to create his trap. Exactly, and get the monster. Yeah. That was pretty good. I've done before. I'm not quite sure what this last one is. There's a movie called Green Room. Okay. Apparently, it's just a gritty Scooby Doo reboot. That was the ten. That was the tenth. Green Room. Yeah. The 2015 horror movie Green Room is about a band with a van that squares off against an evil old Nazi. Scooby Doo franchise is about a team that was supposed to be a band. Oh, we got some backstory there. Not a theory there. Supposed to be a band with a van that squares off against an evil old man. Who could also theoretically be Nazis? You do the math. Like old escaped Nazis that yeah. didn't get tried at Nuremberg. Yeah, I guess. And it's just like uh, it's okay. I've yeah. never seen Green Room, so I don't I wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, me neither. Now, there was another one other off not off topic, but a different cartoon that I wanted to talk about, and I have to Look it up real quick. So there's a theory on Ed and Eddie. I did a little bit of reading on it. We don't have to go over it entirely. There's a theory that all of the kids are dead. That they died between the 1960s and the early 2000s in the same area. And that's why they all live together. That's why they all have different tongues. Like colors. Like they all look like the gritty look to them. And there's no parents. Because they're all dead. The kids are all dead. Yeah. And they're living in a... In a cul-de-sac in purgatory. Why purgatory? Why couldn't they move on? I don't know. And it didn't really go into that, but it, it went into, like, who is what. So, like, Ed and Sarah. Ed was the dumb one. Sarah was a bossy sister. Mm-hmm. They died. I forget how they died, but it's just the way they portrayed themselves. They didn't have any parents. They had strict parents. So, it was like, that's why Ed does all the dumb shit, and she's very strict. She's trying to be the mom role. Like, Eddie was a, uh, a gambler. That's why he's always trying to get money. He was doing. He was a gambler during the Depression. He died okay. during the Depression. He was always trying to get money because it was the Depression. That's mm-hmm. why he's always out looking for money. But yeah, and then Ralph, he was a... He did his job. What he does now, a farmer, sheep herder, and all that in the 70s. And he died. But yeah, they're all dead. But they all died as kids. Not as, like, grown men. Okay, so they're living... In purgatory. In purgatory. Their natural lives. Mm-hmm. Just all together. With no parents. With no parents, yeah. Because like a purgatory. That's why you don't see any parents. I mean, parents are there, they just, you don't see them. They go to school, too. Yeah, that was the yeah. part that made me think about it, because they did have a episode where they go to school and yeah. shit like that. But, 
I don't know. It was just a wild theory that I, I, I wanted to talk about, but hmm. you just kind of trumped on that one. But they go to school and shit. Yeah. Well, damn. But why are they living a life in a cul-de-sac? Because it's where they all lived. It was that area. It was that cul-de-sac that they all lived at. Well, I at some guess point. it would make sense that they do go to school because they're just living their childlike lives. Yeah, but if Hanging it's the afterlife, the then fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know they're dead. True. They're just, they're, they don't know. They're just living in purgatory, according to the theory. Yeah, the theory so they, was. Yeah, the going to school thing doesn't really squash it. Technically, because that's part of being a kid, going to school. Yeah, that I didn't think about that because they actually do go to school. I still want to know what was under Double D's hat. That's the other thing. Yes. What's under Double D's hat? What is that? That's the other thing. He could be dead. Maybe it's his brain. Maybe he got shot in the head. Yeah. And there's like brain matter. (laughs) Skulls exposed. Oh, I found it. It's a really long fucking article, but I'm not going to read it all. But, so like, who was it? Naz, the girl. Yeah. She was a, she was a, um, what do you call them? It doesn't say here. It says flower girl, but pinup girl. She's a pinup girl. That's why she's a flirt and all that. But she's a kid. A pinup girl child? Sure. It's the fucking 50s or the 20s. I don't know what went down. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole thing. It's I'm telling you, it's it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Eddie was a thirties con artist trying to make a quick buck during the depression. He drowned running away from a bunch of kids he scammed. That sounds like something that would have happened to Eddie. Yeah. So I didn't realize that it goes into how they died. So Ed and Sarah were your typical fifties children. Sarah nice and innocent. Ed reclusive and obsessed with monster movies and sci fi. How they were killed is hard to uh, certain, so let's go with a car crash. Okay. It's literally what it says. Bus accident. He said that seems reasonable. Naz was a 70s flower child who was, well, let's just say her death was not exactly PG. She's the only character whose parents supposedly died with her, but she was shut out of memory of them in the afterlife, explaining why she is the only kid who never receives demands from her parents. Interesting. Double D was the child of yuppie parents in the 80s. Career types who had no time for their son leaving instructions written on post-it notes throughout their house. Which stay with Double D in purgatory. He was killed when one of his science experiments go wrong and literally explodes in his face. He dies in the hospital after doctors attempt to save him and he is scalped by the explosion. This explains the sock-like hat he wears. The three little hairs coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin was uh, Lived in a tough neighborhood In uh, south LA in the 90's And was beaten to death by his alcoholic stepfather Where did they get that from? In the afterlife He envisions a perfect father Who showered him with gifts in order to shut out the memory Of the piece of shit dad of his life On earth Hmm. Hmm. Jimmy was always sickly And a secluded child Who died after a long battle with leukemia In 2001 2001 or the yeah. year. I don't know. <laughs> Just throw a random year out there. I don't know. 
Rolf was an immigrant farm boy from the early 1900s who was killed by an animal. A sheep? Sure. A cow? <laughs> Just as an animal. A sheep. And Jimmy was a lonely, poor kid from the fuck the poor 1920s who died of the sickness of which uh, his family couldn't afford to treat him. And then, yeah, Eddie was a 30s communist. But, yeah, so they're all dead. Ruin your childhood there a little bit. Yeah. Now it's a really sad show about purgatory. I did not expect that. Well, it goes into more. The Kanker Sisters. Fucking Kanker Sisters. Supposedly the Kanker Sisters are three teenagers who torments the Eds and the other kids. They're demons sent from hell. So apparently these are bad kids. They have, they have to live in purgatory guess, and they yeah. have to be tortured by the Kanker Sisters. But Eddie has an older brother. Yeah, I'm about to read that. I was waiting for you oh, okay. to mention that. Yeah. yeah. yeah Finally, been... Eddie's brother, who is referenced throughout the show but is only seen in the movie, has a bizarre tongue and skin tone, mm-hmm. but never appears in the cul-de-sac. Why? Because the only time he is seen, the Eds are visiting him in hell. Okay. And then the article ends with, you're welcome for ruining another childhood memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, article writer. Uh, Reddit user, what's his name? It's a Reddit user destroyer forty nine forty nine. Destroyer ruined. Yeah, that's his name. Maybe he's childhood destroying destroyer. people's childhoods. Hmm. So, in the most respectful way, destroyer, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, when well, Jesus was here, he loved that show too. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. And I feel like this is going a lot better without him. <laughs> <laughs> That wraps it up. That's all. That wraps it up. Catch us next week. Thanks for listening. This is, what was it, episode 19? It's wild. Yeah, episode 19. It's wild, bro. We're going on to 20. Mm-hmm. Knocking on the door. Knocking on the door. All right, we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye.